Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Jacqueline Taylor Adams. We welcome you to this day. We have a great show in store for you today with our special guest, German Shannon L. He is founder and CEO of BlackSunville.com. And you can go there right now, visit it so that you can enjoy the experience as he speaks and you can relate. So that's blacksunville.com, B-L-A-C-K-S-O-N-V-I-L-L-E.com. And also he has coined the phrase and established digipreneurship university. And he's coined the phrase digipreneur, digipreneurship. So we are making our way into the studio right now, and as we make our way into the studio, we'll bring in the one and only Mr. Jim Newson and then our special guest, German Shannon L. Good evening, Jackie. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good, Jim. How are you? I'm all right. I'm excited uh, about tonight's show. I've been knowing Jamel for years and I've been watching him grow and all the work that he's been doing down in the uh, uh, Florida, state of Florida. You know, he's active outside of Justice City. He's, he's a very dynamic brother, and uh, he's got a lot to tell us tonight. All right. And um, before we move on, we're going to bring German right in. But we do want to give a shout-out to Ina Doggett. She's our PR director, and she's organizing a dynamic team for the DMV area. Ina is right now in South by Southwest, and she is reporting to us consistently from South by Southwest. So shout-out to you, Enid. <laughs> yes. 
we have some thing. fantastic people uh, involved in the Urban Tech Fair. I'm uh, amazed at the talent, the resources, and the expertise that we have in our own backyard. Yes, yes. So it's a lot. If anybody think we're not a dynamic, um, super, super, superhero people, anybody make you think that they lied to you. And proof of the pudding is our guest, Mr. German Shannon L. How you doing, sir? Shalom, sister. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. Welcome to the show, uh, my brother. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Brother Newsom. You know, it's been, like you said, quite some time since we've, uh, you know, been fighting the digital divide, what we now call the broadband gap. But it's the same struggle, and uh, I'm happy to be amongst my own, and I'm happy to be talking about technology, which is not a common topic for, you know, for us on a day-to-day basis. Well, brother, uh, I love what you're doing in terms of moving outside of just the the specifics of technology and incorporating uh, uh, entrepreneurship and, and, and social responsibility all into the same package. Right. Well, that's 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 the wave of the future. We're in a uh, peer-to-peer economy, which means that you know we all have to be somewhat independent in our endeavors. Yet we, you know, come from a a, a communal society. We come from a, a communal way of life. So we have to incorporate those things that deal with uh, rebuilding our community and connecting to uh, our young ones. You know academically, socially, politically, and otherwise. So digipreneurship is a uh, what I call a flagship program, something that schools, nonprofits, uh, small businesses can incorporate, and they can use the human capital and uh, cultural resources right within the community, the local community that they have, which helps reinvigorate that local economy. So that's really what it's about. And, uh, you know, that's that's what social entrepreneurship and I think social responsibility is about as well. Well, speaking about uh, uh, community, uh, why don't you tell us and our, and our listeners that are not familiar uh, with the origins of uh, uh, Jacksonville and, and your mission uh, with your uh, web platform that you've developed, what has it been now, uh, 10 years, something like that? Yeah, it's been uh, 14 years, actually, uh, Jim, it's been 14 years, and, um, you know, really, I, I, I package things as a way of life. You know, Jacksonville is a special place for those who don't know. Uh, we we are we have the best of the, the port that's connected to the Atlantic Ocean, so we, we're a global economy. Um, we have an NFL football team that will be in the Super Bowl next year. I predicted it. Uh, that's a joke. But uh, no, it we, might be true now, brother. <laughs> no, um, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan for real, though. But yeah, Jacksonville has uh, it was just in CNN money uh, section as the number I think the number five location nationally for tech startup companies. Um, it's a very um, tax free economy. Uh, we're connected to, like I say, the what the beaches and so forth, but more so. There's a lot of historical uh, black history in Jacksonville because this was the last state to be annexed and succeeded by um, 
over to the British from the Spanish. So, you know, this was the original seat of the Underground Railroad, and we incorporate that type of information to empower youth, you know, not only with the tools and resources that technology can offer, but also with a sense of identity. And that's our basis for, um, you know, what I consider digipreneurship and um, digital preservation, being able to uh, build a community to redefine itself and um, to use modern-day technology as a tool to do so. Well, what I've always liked about your uh, your site is that even back before social networking was uh, the the color of the month, uh, you were uh, engaging your uh, your visitors, and you had uh, chat rooms, and you had all the different services that a person could find on uh, any major platform, such as AOL or, or any of the other big boys. And you had a, a good following, and looked similar to what we're trying to do with the uh, Urban Tech Fair. Your focus was all on local. Your focus was was all on the content that was created from the community by people of color. And the emphasis was to support, at least that was my impression of your site, the emphasis was to support and empower uh, uh, your community, Jacksonville, by providing those types of links and information online. That, that is, that's correct, Jim. And uh, we developed our own in-house platform for a period of time, but we had to change um, the structure a bit and expand the, the wealth of information that was coming in because we couldn't support it at the time. So now we have uh, platforms like the Urban Tech Fair, which can really take that vision to another level in terms of engaging other cities in technology. That was the whole focus um, of what a community network is all about. But there are so many layers and so many other opportunities for social commerce and social education that we also can incorporate. Well, I know you've seen uh, a lot of changes uh, uh, on the net. Uh, you, you can be considered one of the old men of the net uh, in technology each year is like dog years, and you've been around for 14. That's the equivalent of a, of a lifetime in, in this field. So what advice would you have to uh, uh, young entrepreneurs or people that want to create their own startups or take that step out there, have a, a website or an online store or that type of uh, uh, digital uh, uh, commerce? Yeah, well, it, it only takes one step to win the race of a lifetime. Uh, that's what I would say. A lot of times it just is uh, the hardest problem or the biggest challenge for, you know, young entrepreneurs because we're always pushed to do or be some, something else. Entrepreneurship uh, is, gives you a sense of identity, sense of purpose, and it gives you um, the tools for, you know, developing a way of life. And for me, I, I try to you know, encourage youth to live in the now. Our, you know, as adults, we, we, we tend to live in the past. We, we don't accept life daily as a now endeavor. And that's how history is. You know, we're all creating history, but it's a matter of who really defines it. You know, so being in the now and uh, applying the tools of today and just being prepared to think totally out of the box because what you think is, was 
Well, you, you know, uh, one of our objectives with the Urban Tech Fair is to showcase local talent such as yourself, local resources, and uh, uh, leaders in the uh, black tech community. And relative to uh, your upbringing, why don't you tell our listeners what uh, got you involved in uh, technology? What made you even decide that uh, uh, you was going to create a website to uh, promote blacks in your community? Well, I, it, it was more so, uh, you know, it was like the only way in, in, from, from my mindset, uh, the ability to, um, you know, be creative and to uh, make tax-free money for providing a service as opposed to, um, you know, getting into the tangibles of a product. Of course, you have to be uh, knowledge-heavy, and a lot of people, uh, you know, um, to adapt the way of life, to read, and, and ability to uh, adapt the technology. It, it takes a lot of uh, consistency. It takes a lot of consistency. But for me, I've always been information heavy. Um, I'm a communications major. And uh, when it comes to empowerment, I believe media and propaganda are, you know, the first rule of thumb. So in order for us to uh, create a new way of life and a, and a new paradigm, it has to be from a knowledge base. So technology is, is just a way of life. Now, I heard you say that you were a communications major, and I know like uh, uh, most of us in the field, because of our online relationship, a lot of us are, are, are self-taught. But uh, were you uh, considered a geek in high school or uh, did you attend uh, some fancy university or was it just basically... Uh, out there fighting in the uh, in, in in ditches. Uh, no, no. I, I, I well, a geek. I went to private school. You know, I went to private school from seventh grade to twelfth grade. Uh, a geek from that standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, but you know, technology to me is is scientific, and science is technology, and technology is. And, you know, religion and religion and spirituality and, you know, spirit is cosmos, so, so and so forth. It's all connected. So I guess for me, I, I never looked at it as uh, just being smart, per se, by going to private school and, and, and scoring, uh, doing well and on the honor roll throughout college, but more so applying life. And, and again, that's one of the important things in terms of identity that, um, that's unfolding for Jacksonville and for the African-American community is more so a Gullah Geechee way of life. Gullah Geechee is a new term, uh, not a new term, I'm sorry. It's a, it's, a, a, it's a way of identifying the first Africans who basically developed their own way of life, own language, own unique Creole way of of life, of living, you know. And so for me, you know, everything operates by technology. I, I think it's, it's a different way of just looking at it as one segment of, of doing things. It just should be something that we incorporate in everything we do. Well, uh, Jackie, I know you have some uh, questions as well. Do we have any uh, listeners or anybody talking in the uh, chat room right now? Um, uh, we don't have any listeners, right? Uh, well, 
we probably, I'm pretty sure we have listeners. <laughs> Callers is a different thing. We can't see all of our listeners. And, um, but we can't see our callers. <laughs> yeah, when they call in, I, I, we can see the callers, but we can't see all the listeners who are out there. So I know we have live listeners, and I'm posting in the Facebook group as well. So, um, but German, um, kind of going more general and all, so let's just kind of, you know, get into the the nuts and bolts of um Blacksonville.com. You know, when I go to Blacksonville.com, I see Black Flor- Black Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, you know, there are um, is a young man. He has started some called um, Urban Philly, which was a website where you find everything going on in the black community from the black community. And at first, it was just parties and all, and then you know, expand everything socially, whatever. It's UrbanPhilly.com. And um, a few cities have this, and it's a great need because when people, you know, culturally you want to find out what's going on. So right. when I first, you know, you go to blacksonville.com, that's the first thing you see is what's going on um, in the black community that's relevant for the black community and, right. um, you know, things that people will want to see. And um, then, you know, not just see, you got conferences and just every, you know, things that may interest the black community. And then um, you also have, uh, I see, um, Blacksonville Music Group now. And um, then you have your Digipreneur. You know, you know, we're going to, as he tells about Blacksonville, you know, everybody wants to know what is a Digipreneur and what is mm-hmm. Digipreneurship and Digipreneurship University. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot to you. So we want to get into the nuts, of, the nuts and bolts of who is. German Shannon L. and his unique contribution to the tech and, and to just our community as a whole. So yeah, well, that's, you know, that's, let us that's know about Blacksonville. <laughs> I wish we could get into it for another hour or so, you know, to get that. That's a, that's a whole day of conversation. But uh, <laughs> you, you're, you're right. The, model, the original model for Blacksonville, again, uh, we, we've had several interfaces over the years, several different looks. But the original model was to build the local community, and it still is from the standpoint of small businesses and nonprofits and um, being an avenue for advertising, not just advertising, but also uh, culture-related events and so forth. But what you don't see are over 200 websites that we've designed, that we host, that we manage, that we uh, provide uh, search engine optimization for email marketing, um, web maintenance, and so forth. Uh, if you were to search Blacksonville in Google, you'll find a lot of culturally related curriculum and information that we've used over the years to uh, develop grants for small businesses and nonprofits. So when I say we, we I am a, a part of an affiliate of other small businesses, the Lord Gene Charles and Lord Group. Um, uh, Soul's Truth, which is a power-packed artist that you'll see on Blacksonville.com, which is the headline of the Blacksonville Music Group. We look to incorporate a body of um, content, you know, and that's from music to video to just culturally related data, and that's what we use to um, to empower the community. Uh, it's a lot of behind that. Um, so digipreneurship, 
is basically that body of knowledge into a actual curriculum that we use to help empower nonprofit organizations. And uh, we just received a grant from Best Buy to build a support base of 24 digipreneurs who will provide peer-to-peer training and basic computer services as well as digital literacy and digital citizenship to a base of 200 students. And those 200 will in turn uh, interact year-round with, with the Project YouthLink program. So it's, it's a lot of layers to Blacksonville. Blacksonville is the brand of brands. And for years we've managed to knock down doors so that other people, other entrepreneurs, don't have to uh, take the same steps from our era. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, let me ask, let me, let me chime in here because, you know, I, I hear the message repeated over and over again, and I, I see what you're doing online, your different posts, and the information that you're trying to share. And if I can make a little quick analogy, uh, uh, relative to if, if the uh, uh, dot-com world was a music business, what you're trying to do is teach uh, 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 web designers and creative people the business uh, fundamentals behind uh, uh, online uh, marketing and advertising. Uh, you're trying to make them understand the uh, ABCs of uh, the different business models and operating uh, uh, standards and rules that uh, are the road and this unregulated world we call the Internet. Am I close to being right? Well, I think, Jim, you're on it, but they're already doing that. You know, everybody's formulating these ideas with your new smartphone, your new iPad. You're already adopting a new paradigm. But you're right. My goal is to make sure for uh, minorities, so-called minorities and, and, and people of color that we are able to produce and yield the same level of um, engagement, awareness, flying, uh, you know, tactics like um, solo mode, social, local, mobile um, strategies. You know, it's not just having access to technology. It's knowing how to use the tools whether it's for small business purposes, whether it's for you as an artist, if it's for you as a life coach, there's something in technology that can make and improve your daily personal and professional lifestyle. And that's easy for Now, now say that again, uh, uh, slow local mo? Solo mo. Solo mo. S O L O M O. Solo mo. Yeah, solo motion for local and mobile. Yes, sir. Social, local, mobile. There's a there's a whole body. You, you heard of, it first here here on the Urban Tech Fair Digital Drummer Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole body of, of knowledge, you know, that marketers use. You know, they spend millions of dollars globally to tap in solo mode demographics and, and, you know, so that they'll know how to better reach daily consumers like us using technology. So every pop-up ad that comes through your mobile phone to every ad that you interface with Google is coming through some type of solo mode strategy. So those are things that are low cost, 
but we don't take advantage of because we're not using technology with the entrepreneur mind, and that's what digitalpreneurship is about. Fantastic. Jackie? Jackie's kind of doing double duty. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth. So um, so you can break it down and whatnot. I know you ran off a few people, but, you know, who would you like to give, you know, recognition to, shout out to, some know. First of all, you said some specific things that you guys are doing as far as you're managing websites. So what you know, what are you able as Jeremy Shannon L to do for people that are listening in? You know, you know, what can you do for them? Where do you suggest that they go and and go there for what um for what services or products? Rel- uh, relative to your company in Blacksonville, that type of information. This show is archived and downloadable so Relative to someone that's a nonprofit or, or municipality that's interested in, in learning more about uh, digital entrepreneurship, or whether someone is looking at hiring your consulting services. Oh, we lost. Uh, we lost him. Let me see if we can give him a call back. We can bring him back in. Um. And while we're waiting to get him back in, for those that are listening. Uh, you can call in with your questions, or you can uh, leave a comment on our uh, Facebook or any of our social networking sites. Uh, uh, Jackie's doing double duty as the producer. She's uh, relaying messages back and forth and on Twitter. So we are live. Hello, you're This is German Shannon L., founder of Blacksonville Community Network Sorry. and Duval Urban Debate Please leave me a brief message. The magic okay. of technology. <laughs> yes, yes. We can dial straight from the studio. So, um, yeah, he might have lost a signal or something and went straight to voicemail. So, um, what? Um, as we wait for him to call back in or bump his signal back up. <laughs> and we and while we're do, waiting for him to uh, call, call back in, uh, Jackie, why don't you just, for those listeners, make it official or a little 30-second advertisement, tell people what the Urban Tech Fair is and what our mission is about. Okay. Well, the Urban Tech Fair, simply speaking, is an um, innovative showcase of local communities. So it's a national movement, the Urban Tech Fair, but each Urban Tech Fair, when there are multiple fairs and they take place in cities, and our goal is to showcase what is already going on in each city. We want to allow you to discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. Defining Silicon Valley is talent, resources, and innovation. It's already going on. So we have the Urban Tech Fair is an innovative infrastructure that allows us to showcase and for people to become aware of what's going on, what what are the different things being done in technology, and to collaborate. We are a walking demonstration of collaboration. So people from all across the country and all across the globe, we come together, we pull our resources, and we are putting together this urban tech fair and a phenomenal infrastructure. So what happens is 30-day cloud and ground experiences. So in each city, they launch a 
for 30 days, they launch an urban tech fair. We have a great contest. We're called um, Tech in My Hood, where you get to go around with your phone or your iPad, and you will um, just, you know, document what's going on. Yeah, create videos and document what's going on with technology in, in your neighborhood or in your city, in your hood, whatever you deem is your hood. And we'll post them up, and they'll be winners. And so, again, it's another platform to showcase the good that's going on. Um, we have a, a phenomenal three-day virtual expo. So we will actually be able to go virtual into all virtual land, and it's a three-day intensive. So you're going to come out learning something. It's not like so much information is going to be thrown at you that your head is spinning and you can't quite remember but you'll, each um, class will be in three parts, so you get a great understanding. There are all kind of booths. You can go around and meet all kind of people at, for the three days, and then you get to go back and access it for at least another 90 days so that you can make sure you keep up or anything you might have missed. And then the most exciting thing, our finale, is a seven-day ground fair. So it's on the ground right there in, in your neighborhood. So it's just Every day there are different activities covered under different tracks, so you figure out whatever interests you. You just come. We have a three-day tech challenge, and then we have our STEM. It's a family affair from STEM to STEAM, as you just say. So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math, and we add the art into that. So we leverage the art to showcase the science, technology, engineering, and math. And so we move from STEM to STEAM, but it's a family affair. So it's for all to be involved. It's not just what's going on at your kid's school. It's not just a kid thing. You need to know just as well. You need to understand what's going on, what are the trends, so you can support your children because they'll come up with some crazy innovative things that, or, or programs that people are saying they can be a part of, and you're like, you won't know the value if you don't understand what's going on. So um, we went to – and there you be win, you can win – Museum passes for the family, different different family activities. You'll be able to win day passes. It's totally interactive. It's just something fun. And, again, it's just a strategic way to showcase what we already have going on and to show the value of collaboration. Our three cornerstones are, Jim? Say again? Our three cornerstones? Our access, education, and commerce. And, you know, I was thinking while you were talking, you do that so well. That's why I gave you the lead on that as our chief marketing officer. You you have a way of uh, this defining, visualizing, and explaining a concept that to some people is unintangible. You know, the bottom line is I tell them that we're an extravaganza, 30-day on the ground and in the cloud extravaganza. But one of the things that uh, came to mind while you was talking was in the beginning, Jackie, we were talking about the impact of uh, uh, blacks and technology and how we've always been leaders uh, and uh, uh, been the uh, uh, on the forefront of all new technology as it as it came out, as it became uh, popularized in in American society. And you used to tell me about how uh, when the uh, BlackBerry pagers and and the texting. Uh, really took off due to the uh, uh, handicapped and the deaf. And I know that you have a little expertise working with, you know, 
uh, uh, that community. Why don't you touch on that for a minute? I always love that story. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that messy where it took off, but that's probably where I became more prevalent, and it's still extremely prevalent for the deaf community. Video phones um, and, text, and texting technology, they may have been um, one of the biggest users of it initially, especially for as urban users. And so getting access to that, and I know for Philadelphia, that's one of our, um, one of the things we will be addressing is assistive technology. We're going to be partnering with Society for Helping, um, incorporating Society for Helping Church, which is um, outreach for the deaf and hearing. And um, it was founded by a black woman, Reverend Dr. Refsian Warren, who was a teacher um, at the Martin School for the Deaf. She's a special education teacher. And she always advocated for certain things like English over AMSLAM. And AMSLAM is like when you sign, um, instead of doing each word, you make a sign for a phrase. The problem is when you teach that too early, we write the way we speak. And so what happens, a lot of deaf people, have, um, their, their writing is not very well, which blocked a lot of them from getting jobs and different things. So... Um, the co-founder is um, Reverend Josie, but she was a teacher at South Philly High. And I'm telling you, I took her class. We had an uh, English class. I've never had English that detailed until after I was out of school and, I, I, and out of college, and I took it at my church. But they had an English course where they taught and broke down the English language extensively. And from that, um, a lot of deaf people, she advocated, got them hired at the post office, the um um, deaf advocacy, um, Philadelphia chapter started there. Just a, a lot of deaf advocacy for you know urban deaf, and so through that I've been a member since I've been thirteen. And I don't t- want to tell you how many years because you may figure out my age, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and I actually was I've always been in telecommunications since the eighties, and so um, being in telecommunications, one of my biggest sellers back in the eighties were the pagers before we were using them because they were using them to communicate to one another. And when the video phones came out, like hardly no one uses it, but almost as many deaf people that can either have the funding or the access and, or, and they can get the assistive technology, they use video phones because it allows them to communicate by sign and not always having to go over the um, the TTY line where someone speaks, somebody types it in, and you have to read all the type. So, um, yeah, those assistive technologies, and that's just a way that we, most people would never even think about it until you just brought this back up, Jim. I totally forgot. But that is, um, <laughs> that was a way I was introduced to it. And um, like I said, um, as far as especially, you know, urban and African Americans, they were some of the first people using those technologies because um, it allows them to communicate. And if you could just understand, if you can't just pick up a phone and hear it ring, and um, you, um, you know, just consider how many times we talk on the phone. And you speak to people all the time, from our conference calls to friends and families, and you can't just do that. And if you, and if you do need to speak to someone, you have to go over TTY, but even for the TTY to work for you, you have to have a TTY in your home so that you can read what they're typing back to you. So 
So it's a lot of isolation that occurs. And because, again, of being underserved communities, our access, where I may be white deaf people, had much more access to these technologies. Um, it was a lot less access for those in the black community because we're in underserved communities. So these things really help keep down the isolation that they feel. And it gives them the ability to, you know, reach out and communicate. So um, there's so many facets to technology that we all, we don't all think about, but it's really important and, for us to learn and engage it. And and that's what uh, our goal with the Urban Tech Fair is to create awareness of all these different uh, aspects and niche markets and opportunities that this new digital revolution is is, is bringing. Uh, uh, to our communities. Uh, I was uh, reading something the other day where they said in the uh, uh, 1900s, 40% of the American labor force was in the agriculture or farmers. And then uh, and just 100 years later, we only have 1% of our population is, is doing any type of farming. That's a generation. In a generation, 40% mm-hmm. Of the, of the people in this country have changed uh, uh, the primary source of uh, uh, living. And technology is doing the same thing, uh, and it's happening as we speak. Uh, Gil Scott, I've seen that, that great post you do put up on uh, Gil Scott Heron. He says, he said, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution is taking place as we speak. And it's mm-hmm. about looking around and seeing the opportunities and being able to be a part and to write your own message into that uh, that that chapter. Uh, that's why we're always talking about the commerce of the future, the oil, the wheat, the gas of the future will be those things that you can create in your imagination, manifest through technology, and then market and sell with the click of a mouse. So, uh, you know, that's why I was so happy to have Jerain and what he's doing with digital entrepreneurship uh, on the show because uh, he was talking about the fundamentals. You know, business is always business. I don't care whether you're selling peas or you're selling ads on your uh, website. And mm-hmm. he's about teaching the fundamentals of business, marketing, uh, sales, customer relations. And uh, a lot of us get caught up in the glamour of I can create a game or I can create a website or I can create a social networking portal of our own, but then as we were discussing mm-hmm. earlier... And then a lot of us also, cut- too, Jim, get caught up in being afraid. We allow, oh, gaming and creating all this, this is so difficult. I mean, I literally saw people lose their jobs when the University of Penn went from a manual system over to a computer system back in the early 90s. I was taking a class over there at Wharton, and they happened to be going through that transition. And literally, there are some people that lost their jobs. And I'm like, how can you lose your jobs because you got to use a computer because they're so afraid? And that's the other thing we want to do is take the fear out of it. Um, that's what I like about Germany. He's breaking it down. Technology is here. Now, you got a choice how to use it. You can either use it to your advantage or not use it to your advantage. But being afraid of it or reluctant, you know, to engage it is just hurting you because it's here and you have to engage it on some level. So learn how to best engage it to your advantage. 
Okay, do we have anybody in the uh, chat room? Any questions come up? What's happening on the, online? Okay, I'm going to check check right now. Give me a second back to get back to the studio. And I'm going to check and I'm going to see if Mr. German came back in. So, Jim, um, can you take a moment? Because we had some new people really helping us out. And we've become really active. So can we give a shout-out to some of those people? that are really starting to help us move and shake? Oh, people like uh, Sandra King and uh, Ennis and uh, uh, Cairo, and uh, I talked with they, uh, with Naomi uh, in Hawaii the other day. Uh, she, she wants to get active uh, and do some things there in uh, Honolulu. So, you know, we're really growing in our reach. Uh, people are getting on board every day. I, Yes, we're so glad to have you back, German. Is that you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been oh. here, uh, I was saying hello for a minute. That's okay, though. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't in the studio, so I couldn't see you because I'm back and forth. <laughs> but, um, oh, okay. That's okay. I, you all were um, holding it down. I mean, you were talking about the relevant issues, and, hey, I appreciate it. Well, brother, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show because as I say so often, uh, the Urban Tech Fair is about the spirit of Ubuntu. We are because of all of you. We are because of uh, people like you that are tirelessly working right now in our community to provide uh, state-of-the-art goods and services and create awareness to move people to the uh, the next level. That's why we're so glad to have you on the show and listen and, and, and have our listeners learn about all your different uh programs and, and uh, projects and services, uh, you know, whether we're talking about the youth peer-to-peer or whether we're talking about adult uh, or whether we're talking about business or we're talking about nonprofit. I think uh, before you got caught, cut off, we were asking uh, you to give us some information on how our listeners could uh, contact you or learn more about Blackstoneville and your family and companies. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm... I'm all over the internet, I try to be as transparent as possible with my, um, you know, my my professional life. Um, I, I don't really look at it like I'm selling something at this point. I've been doing this for 14 years, so I operate more, more so as a um, consultant on a number of projects, but only those that require capacity building. You know, I'm I'm the guy who who's going to give you that you know inflation you need that may take you three to five years, you know, we may be able to accomplish it in six months, eight months. And that's applying, like I say, just the basis of, you know, the modern-day tools you need as a small business. You know, every business needs to be on Google+, Plus, needs to be on LinkedIn, needs a Twitter account, needs a Foursquare, you know, things that you can use from the standpoint of customer service or just, to uh, drive traffic to your new book or your new CD. Um, but on top of that, we need a grassroots um, plan, you know. You need to be up in the barbershops or up in the salons or you need to have a relationship with the local uh, media. And, and, you know, so I like to combine um, at this point, I, I kind of pick and choose what clients I work with. I don't like to work with just uh, – Anybody, you know, I believe in a, a purpose-driven life, and, and that's why I appreciate, you know, the family that I've uh, joined with the Urban Tech Fair. 
and, and we appreciate you. I know that you've been in communication with uh, Pablo Moore with the uh, BDPA and uh, other uh, uh, tech members in uh, the Miami and the uh, Florida area. Tell us a little bit about the tech scene down there in Florida. So I know it's Florida's got to be suave. Y'all doing something different every day. Yeah, it's 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 growing, Jim. It's, it's really uh, picking up very fast. I mean, of, of course, a lot of it is targeting the rural areas more so than the urban areas unless you're in um, Orlando. Orlando would be the equivalent to the U.K. from a technology, a tech city standpoint. Um, Orlando is really expanding its base in terms of uh, connectivity. Um, you can see a much younger, much more diverse uh, community thriving, and people are moving their families down to embrace, you know, the whole entertainment sector and, and also the sports sector. So uh, Jacksonville is is where I believe the distribution, the, uh, the actual production uh, centers, um, the the global aspect of Florida will play out, you know. It's a little bit too flashy down deep south, you know. Up north, it's 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 just uh, it's wide open, the second largest landmass in the world. And uh, you know, when it comes to creating a, a a nice tech environment, you know, with your own local peer-to-peer economy, and you know, building out, it's it's, it's a lot of opportunity here. But you know, it, it will take again the urban tech fair and other um, like-minded individuals who who really live and eat, you know, this way of life, I, I think, to, um, to, to help make a difference because, you know, a lot of focus, as I mentioned, is on the rural area as opposed to the urban areas. Now, you know, uh, I know that they say that uh, social networking is uh, uh, is free the Middle East in terms of moving democracy forward, but relative to social uh, uh, messaging and communication, like Jackie was speaking of earlier, I know that the Trayvon Martin case there in Florida was a prime example of how we can come together as a community online to move the actual uh, governmental entities and society forward. Issue or point of. Uh, uh, that that we as a community are outraged or or see a need for change at wouldn't you agree? I, I do agree. I do agree with that, and um, I, I believe that we are, you know, those tactics will will play out most importantly in the next, I believe, year or two when it comes to you know the politics and the the socioeconomic. Um, disparities that still exist for over 150 years. Uh, small businesses, <clears throat> black businesses, produce less than 1% GDP, you know, um, for the last 150 years. I, I think when it comes to applying social media and technology to the revolution, uh, we, we still have a, a generation to go. Um, we need to bridge the gap between um, our elders and our up-and-coming millennials, the generation Y, so that they embrace the opportunity to watch these young people create, you know, because once they get the device in their hand, they, they know what to do instinctively. Oh, they know what to do. Like <laughs> they're really born with <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, 
Exactly. You know, I was I can remember my watching cable, you know, with Bo Derek and um um with uh just, you know, the all type of of new programming that came on cable T V and to have that type of interaction in the home beyond just that, that regular box and uh you know, it's I can't even imagine being born now today. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So we just really need to move out the way and get the youth, the next generation, the tools they need. That's that's my philosophy. Yeah, it, it's been a, a seismic shift. You know, I, I'm of that uh, baby boomer generation, and I love to quote Varel uh, 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 from the Earth, Wind, and Fire when they say from the, uh, from the A-track to the iPad, you know, we have just seen – uh, a phenomenal shift in the way technology has changed our lives. You know, people don't even use landlines anymore. Uh, like Jackie was just talking about the deaf and now using video phones. Uh, you know, our ability to market and sell internationally with the click of a mouse. Uh, you know, just the whole aspect of having a social impact uh, on our uh, political and economic way of life in terms of being able to move traffic to from one business to another, or to quote unquote move a a bill or political issue through uh, the uh, the powers that be, or or hosting a virtual um, summit of mayors and communities with all of the public schools and private schools across the country tuned in to you know a single idea. <laughs> uh, it's endless. You know the things we can do, and that's that's what I I love about um, being a part of technology today. Just to still, you know, be able to apply some of the tools that that comes with it. But again, it's just a means for us to build the relationship, and that's the thing I think we can't forget. We're human first, and it's our humanity that really creates the type of uh, community, community and family and relationships that we really want. Technology is, is like the sword or, or the rod. It's, it's a tool, you know, at this point. But our flock, you know. You know, what uh, you're saying tool. is so key. As Jackie was talking about earlier, uh, the, the main uh, uh, apex of all this technology, whether you're talking about the design side, such as what's made Apple products so popular, or whether you're talking about uh, the, the social uh, networking movement that uh, uh, Time you know, is, is, is regionally uh, uh, accredited as, you know, being uh, social networking as, as being the man of the year, uh, because it's about interaction, it's about communication, it's about, as you said, the humanity of it. I often say don't forget that, don't ever forget that there's a real person on the other side of the screen. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a digipreneur. <laughs> yeah. So I, my, my, I believe everyone should own an internet-based business. That's the premise for digipreneurship, and um, we we share four stages of basically becoming a digipreneur, and that's interoperability, collaboration, competition, and innovation. Innovation is the fulfillment of digipreneurship when everyone is able to use devices to interoperate with one another. You know, when we have a fair playing field 
you can't have 2G and I got 4G and we supposed to be creating something. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> once the infrastructure is in place, we can have collaboration because now we are both using our smartphones. You have an Android, Samsung tablet. I have an iPad. And we can use email fluidly, and we have Wi-Fi. We're Wi-Fi enabled and so forth. So we can collaborate. We can share ideas. We can share products. We can, you know, market and help promote one another's business. When you have that in place, you have the framework, the foundation for good competition. Competition is not a negative thing. People need to be motivated and inspired. I look at competition like promotions. And so that's the third stage prior to innovation because when people are have the right tools and they can compete with one another and they can thrive and they can, you know, survive within their space and also within the communal space, then we can innovate, we can create something, we can do that, create that next big idea. We're not operating on the same playing field. Once again, for our, for our listeners, uh, and those that uh, download the archived uh, uh, copies of this show, what are those four points again? Interoperability, collaboration, competition, slash co-creation, because competition creation are one and the same. And that equals innovation. Interoperability, collaboration, competition, and innovation. Well, I can't wait to yep. be at one of your uh, your webinars uh, or, or workshops because I know that you're just going to be laying some heavy information down on the brother. Your slow, low mo uh, uh, competition, innovation. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure that you know over your 14 years of being out here in the trenches and and watching companies come and go that you've learned a lot. Uh, what are some of the latest things that you picked on or trends that you see happening out there in the in the uh, tech field? Uh, so many. Um, you know, tech is going the wrong direction. I believe it's becoming a little bit too trendy. Um, and it, instead of, uh, you know, being used as the social tool that we can use to empower people and change communities. Um, you know, you see the watches and the little tech glasses and stuff. You know, that's that's for individual personification and, and, you know, aggrandizement. You know, we need to target more things that, again, are can, can have a good social use to continue to provide knowledge because the basis of all technology is searching, is, you know, seek and ye shall find. And that's what people, you know, that's the first thing they do. That's the first expression of learning is finding something, the, the, the art of discovery. And so there are a lot of uh, key things that um, we as a people need to preserve and need to ensure we can transfer the intellectual property thereof so that we can truly benefit. You know, I, I like to keep the conversation at a certain level because, you know, we can always talk about strategies to, you know, with iPads and so forth, but it's really about content, you know, and the ability to transfer content. So the new platforms such as social television and uh, 
social TV, you'll, you'll hear that, you'll hear transmedia um, as a way of not just multimedia, you know, from a data-driven standpoint with multiple, you know, levels of data. You have transmedia with the ability to transfer uh, media, uh, large bits of data across small devices. So the the levels of communication are just, you know, endless. But how do we as a people capitalize off of that, and how do we create a demand, you know, to leverage that conversation? And that's what I'm about. Well, I like what you're saying about uh, uh, content. Uh, you know, I often say, uh, why do you watch TV? Why do you listen to radio? Uh, because of what's on it. When we begin to create content that is about us, from us, for us, for us, we will move mountains in regards to uh, uh, entrepreneurship and, and, mm. and the dot-com economy. Mm. I, I totally agree. So how does that correlate to uh, what the Urban Tech Fair is about and your vision? Oh, if we, we look to uh, uh, develop uh, uh, new startups in every city uh, uh, that we have an event, that we host an event. Uh, our focus is on commerce as much as it is on education and uh, access to technology and interoperability, as you say, creating a, uh, a level playing field. But when we say access, we don't, don't only mean uh, access to uh, Internet or broadband, but we mean access to funding, uh, access mm -hmm. to knowledge, access mm -hmm. to uh, a mentorship. Uh, you know, right. we have uh, uh, black entrepreneurs that are breaking all types of barriers. So we begin to present a different image of ourselves to ourselves of successful uh, forward-thinking people. Then others will have an easier time uh, seeing that same image and their child or, or, or daughter. Uh, you know, instead of sending the kids, and I'm not saying instead of, but I'm saying as well as sending the kids to a, a music class or, or a basketball camp, send them to a, a coding school, uh, send them to a graphic school, uh, uh, let them learn some of the, uh, the skill sets of the future. Uh, when we do a workshop, as Jackie was talking about, the our finale you know, seven-day on-the-ground experience, we will have a, a workshop hackathon where we will ask people to come in and, and work together, collaborate together to solve a common problem uh, in their community. And that's going to generate a number of solid ideas, whether they be on the, uh, in the form of uh, games or, or mobile apps or, or e-books. Excuse uh, me, Jim. Excuse me, Jim. Yes. I hate to interrupt, mm -hmm. but real quick, if anyone wants to call in, we're going to stop streaming live in 30 seconds, so call in to 646-716-7994 so that you can listen in. You don't have to speak, but if you want to continue to listen, call in at 646-716-7994. The show will continue. We'll just go into live recording. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just get carried away there sometimes, Jermaine, but, uh, you know, we're, we're brothers of the same cloth here, and we have the same goal, and that is to empower our community, uh, not only uh, uh, online but offline as well. Uh, because the more uh, uh, dot-com companies we create, the more uh, uh, startup uh, services that we have in our community, 
the more uh, auxiliary or, or, or ancillary other jobs and, and side services that will be created to lift up the entire community because uh, right. a three-man office is going to need somebody to come in and clean it. They're going to be taking people out to lunch someplace close by. They're going to be buying goods and services in the neighborhood close to where their offices are located. So this is why we're saying that the Urban Tech Fair is going to generate companies it's going to generate jobs. It's going to generate brand new opportunities for existing mom and pop businesses on on uh, Main Street. And it's going to decrease the cradle to, to prison pipeline. That's 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 make it plain. We got to really start speaking to the core issues. And uh, right now, we have a major reading problem in America with black children. We have a major health problem. So, you know, we, we can use technology just to interface and, and reduce some of these disparities. Oh, yeah. and, you know, whether you're talking about uh, 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 veterans uh, just coming home, uh, getting out of service, or, or as you said, uh, felons uh, just getting out of jail, uh, I was having a conversation the other day where I was showing that most people can learn a basic code in uh, uh, two to three months. Uh, whether it be over a Khan Academy, whether it be uh, 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 Code Academy, where there's a number of free services that'll teach you uh, HTML5, or teach you Ruby, or teach you uh, uh, Virtual Basic mm -hmm. for free, and that if you learn any of those languages, you instantly qualify for a job starting at fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year, anywhere on this planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and yeah. what I like best about what you you speak a lot, Jim, is the do for self. Because when it comes to education, I am so, we have to start doing for self. We have to stop depending and waiting on someone else to educate our children. Right. I sat That's in right. assembly at our main library with middle school kids who were pissed off that their peers weren't being taught to read. They have mm. a, a panel and everything. This is middle school children. They're pissed off. So if they understand and no one is, cares enough to teach them, you know, we have to just stop waiting on someone else to do it and trying to demand, you know, we waste our time, energy, and resources demanding somebody to do something that's not in their best interest. Because at the end of the well, day, we, we, it's... No, no, I'm sorry. No, you're exactly right. So we need to, you know, by learning technology, learning these things, and we're and, such a creative and, and people. And you're so right, Jackie, when you say do for self, is that yeah. if the school isn't teaching your child to read, there's a hundred different free apps that you can load up on your child's telephone. And the kids mm -hmm. think they're playing a game, but they're learning the basics of phonics. They're learning the alphabet. They're learning the, the key fundamentals of, of education outside of the school. It's your responsibility to educate your kids. It's your responsibility to live in a better community. We all live in the same place. We can all agree on the same thing, good schools, safe streets, and jobs in our community. Yeah, and, and right. it allows you That's to right. access other people that are having similar problems who could give you suggestions and just, you know, you know, all these different types of things. So, you know, we have to participate and be part of the process and just, um, you know, 
hey, if they can't do it, it's one thing. I'm not saying you still advocate because your tax dollars are going that way. So you still have to demand how your tax dollars are being spent. But at the same time, you know, you can't wait for them. Like, you know, what am I going right. to put in place now? You know, what am I going to right. put in place now to make sure my child is learning? Because I raised my grandson, and he's actually extremely smart. But because he had bad behavior, children with bad behavior, they they put them in slow classes, which makes it five times worse because they're uh, bored out their mind. Uh, in California, they drug them. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let them. Right. See, that's, that's what we got. Red, red, red you know, I'm into the, the holistic thing. No Ritalin, no nothing. Oh, no, they do I that in Florida, them. too, now. That's a Florida. Mm-hmm. That's a Texas, Florida, California. They drug them everywhere, you know, and that's a part of why we have to uh, – we have to adopt our own curriculum. And, again, I, I, I guess I have to apply UTF because, uh, you know, I love the, uh, you know, just the ability to to engage a community in real time. You know, it, to say that doesn't even equate to the potential of doing something like that. And so when, um, when we're able to uh, create a uh, – an experience where our our own kids can leverage the technology that we're creating, then I think that's the ultimate of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I'm not a, I'm still learning this process of engaging my own family and my own children with, you know, the tools that I'm learning and, and, and experiencing so fast. But at the same time, you know, it's platforms that we're creating that can be a game changer, I think, for a lot of people. So, yeah. Well, I, I agree, and we're, we're over our time limit, but, you know, this has been such a, a great conversation, and uh, we've got to have you back on the show. But uh, Jackie look forward has a to it. closing it out, so Jackie. Okay, um, I'm going to close, and uh, I'm going to say my closing statement, then you, Jim, and then we're going to close out on you, um, German. And the basic thing is you have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. And I just wanted to say to one thing that we were speaking about regarding our Tech Challenge Hackathon in the arts part, because German and I are also in the arts. Um, when we do our fundraiser, um, we've, I've named it um, Beat and Code, where art meets, uh, where art utters alchemy. And it's at that um, multi-art performance mix freestyle we're going to have our tech challenge because the tech challenge will be coming out. Those people are going to come out and use that creative energy and juice to push them forward on resolving an issue for that community. So it's going to be real fun. So just expect great okay. things. Great, great. I look forward to it. I, I definitely look forward to it. Great. Jim? Oh, okay. As, as I often say, <laughs> The, the Urban Tech Fair is about you. In the spirit of Ubuntu, we are because of all of you. There are so many great things and great people doing wonderful, fantastic uh, 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 projects and initiatives without any support or recognition, and that's what the Urban Tech Fair is about, showcasing all the different resources that exist in your own backyard. Jeremy? Well, I am because we are, and because we are, therefore I am. I believe as long as we 
take life one day at a time, that we are realists about the opportunity and potential that God has given us all, that we uh, understand our gift and we're not afraid to share it with the world. We'll accomplish whatever we will in his time. Well, until in two weeks, we'll see you. And, oh, it's for Women's History Month. In two weeks, March 23rd, Chris Curtis is our guest. So, <laughs> have a good time. All right, everybody. take care. Peace. All right, peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.